0: Now, the Amazon Go store has got a ton of media attention, and it's grabbed the attention of other retailers as well that are looking at this model as a model for the future. And I would say, yes... There is potential in this model, but if we thought about inclusive design early in the planning stages, at the beginning of the design process, the voices of folks who are unbanked or underbanked, the voices of low-income folks, were brought in and actually prioritized. Would we have a model like this? Welcome to the Inclusive Design Podcast featuring industry experts and community leaders who are transforming our world through responsible innovation. From our classrooms and workplaces to products and services, it's time to stop designing for normal and start designing for inclusion. Hey, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the third episode of the Inclusive Design Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Maharelli. Today, I thought we would talk about the Amazon Go store and what it teaches us about inclusive design. So for those of you who don't know, the Amazon Go store runs on a cashless business model. Essentially, what that means is that you as a consumer can go into the Amazon Go store, pick up the item that you want and leave without having to reach into your purse or your wallet to grab a credit card, debit card, or cash. Simply, the computer technology and the sensors, the cameras that they have are able to identify the specific item that you yourself picked up and it charges it automatically to your Amazon account. Now, when I first heard of the Amazon Go store, and this technology, I was super excited. I thought um, the thoughts that probably many people have that this is going to simplify my shopping experience. How cool is it that I can go into a store, pick up whatever I want, and leave without having to wait in line? I don't even need to bring my purse with me to purchase groceries. So, from a privileged consumer standpoint, I thought that this technology would create a lot of efficiency. And speed in my personal life. But when we think from our own lenses, as I mentioned in previous episodes, we fail to miss the experiences of others. And it wasn't until I left the Amazon Go store that I started to think about hmm, would everybody be able to experience the convenience of the Amazon Go store in the same way that I did? And the answer is simply no. The first reason is that the Amazon Go store runs on cashless payment, which assumes that all consumers have the ability to pay without cash, which is simply untrue. There is a significant portion of the American population that does not have a credit card. 29% of American households to be exact, and almost 7% are unbanked which means that they do not have a bank account. Now, when I shared this story on LinkedIn, I got a couple of responses from people who said, well, that's their fault. You know, if people um, choose not to have a bank account or if people choose not to have a credit card, that's on them. And if they can't participate, well, too bad. And my response to that is this, it's really easy when you hold the space of privilege to assume that everybody has the same luxuries as you. To access a credit card is a luxury. And in some cases, to even have access to a bank account is a luxury. Low-cost banking services aren't always available. People sometimes simply can't afford to pay the banking fees. Or if they're living from paycheck to paycheck, they can't always wait for the checks to clear. And therefore, there's really no purpose in having a bank account. Instead, they go to a payday lender and cash their check right away. Also, there are many populations that actually doubt the safety of banks. From their own experiences, many immigrant populations aren't as trusting of financial institutions. And on top of it all, we know that financial literacy and financial education is not as prevalent in our society. So, for these reasons and many more, certain individuals don't always have access to the banking services and the financial products that we might be taking for granted. And so, what we're doing by creating business models that are based on the premise that everybody has the ability to conduct transactions with cashless payment we're effectively excluding people from the economy. Now, the Amazon Go store has got a ton of media attention and it's grabbed the attention of other retailers as well that are looking at this model as a model for the future. And I would say, yes, There is potential in this model. But if we thought about inclusive design early in the planning stages, at the beginning of the design process, the voices of folks who are unbanked or underbanked, the voices of low-income folks were brought in and actually prioritized. Would we have a model like this? Or would the model actually evolve to capture a greater market and actually generate more revenue for the business. I had a couple more realizations after I left the ghost store. The next was around digital access. While mobile and digital technology might be the future, 20% of Americans do not have a smartphone. That's a significant portion of your potential market that doesn't own a smartphone the question that we need to ask ourselves is, would everybody be able to experience this the same way? Would everybody be able to shop at the Amazon Go store? And the answer is simply no, which is why the New York City lawmakers actually voted to require stores, including the Amazon Go store, to accept um, cash as a form of payment. And so Amazon itself is now considering how they can incorporate cash as a method of payment into their cashless store model. And the problem with this is that it's really expensive. You know, in the previous episode, I interviewed Asha, who is a huge advocate for universal and accessible design. And she was sharing with, from her experience that workarounds are so expensive. Um, it costs a lot of money and a lot of time to um, go back to the drawing board and figure out how you can fit inclusion into your solution at the end. The simple thought that I had was, uh, and and obviously this is not an idea that we need to run with, but when you access uh, transit, I know that for many subway stations, they've um, got gates where you need to scan your ticket to be able to cross the gates, which is similar to what you see at the Amazon Go store, where you're scanning your your barcode connected to your Amazon account to access the store. But the difference is that at the subway station, the ticket that you're scanning or the tokens that you get, you get them from a machine that accepts different forms of payment, that accepts credit card, debit card, and cash And here's my thought. While we see organizations push for payments to become more digital and for cash to slowly start to disappear, we need to see those same organizations doing something about the actual systemic issues that are in place as to the reasons why people still have cash, why people still require cash and don't have credit cards or don't have bank accounts. If we're not addressing the root issue and we're creating solutions that don't take those people into account, then we're effectively discriminating through our business model or through our innovative solution. Now, I haven't created this podcast to knock Amazon for their inventive technology. I really do think that contactless, touchless payment and shopping experiences can be revolutionary for our future. I just think we need to consider how we can make this experience the most inclusive. It benefits both the customer and the business. And with Amazon's leadership principle being customer obsession, I really want to emphasize the importance of thinking about Folks whose voices are often not heard or are heard last, and really trying to center and prioritize those voices so that the solutions that are created are both usable by a diverse customer base and more profitable for the business. My worry is as this technology starts to become more mainstream, which it will, that folks who are used to shopping and I mean especially if you look what's happening now with the pandemic yesterday I went to go buy a coffee and I was waiting in line and the cashier had told the woman in front of me I'm sorry we don't accept cash anymore and this is a well-known coffee shop and the woman was refused um, service because she had cash in her purse and nothing else is that going to be the future? When we're going through this pandemic and we're experiencing the need for safety and the protection of our workers, we also need to be thinking about the inclusion of our customers. And this really isn't an either-or scenario. I really do believe that we can have a solution that works for both the employees in terms of health and safety and well-being that works for the business in terms of revenue generation, profitability, and reputation, and that works for the consumer. Well, I'm going to leave you at that. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Inclusive Design Podcast, and thank you for bringing your open mind to this conversation. I really appreciate your feedback and your input. So if there are individuals in the community that you would like to hear from, feel free to comment or shoot me a note on LinkedIn, and I'll be happy to connect. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast.